Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from September 13th to September 19th. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And this is James. Welcome to Movie News 16. We're going to talk about, first, the box office from last weekend. So Shang-Chi got $34 million last week. It's up to $267 million worldwide. I'm assuming it's probably hit its budget back and maybe a little profit by now. Maybe. No. Well, I think the budget was... you got to split it between the theater owners. Yeah, so it probably will make its budget back because I think it was only like a 120 budget, something like that. It wasn't the biggest Marvel budget. It needs to make at least... I would say it has to make at least three, 320 mil. And then it looks like it's on pace to hit that once its theatrical run is over. So Shang-Chi... I think we'll just break even. Yeah, and I don't know if it's been released in China yet, so if it doesn't get no. released in China, I don't see it really being a huge Marvel hit, but it's still pretty good. Uh, free, I mean, $267 million. That's still a good box office, which yeah. is great for movie theaters. Uh, free Guy hit $56 million, $5.6 million last, last week again. Malignant, which we actually saw, got $5.4 million last weekend. Is that an increase from last weekend for Malignant? Um, I think it made less than that last weekend. Yeah, so it must to, have gotten word of mouth. I don't. Yeah, well, it's only at fourteen million worldwide, so I don't think that will even make its money back because the budget was forty million. It's definitely gonna be a loss. It, it made a uh, tiny box office opening weekend, so it's gonna be a, a dud. I don't. I feel like the marketing campaign was not that great for Malignant, and a lot of people kind of confused what it was or didn't really want. It, it didn't appeal to them to see it. I would say also it came out too close to Candyman. Yeah. So when you have two, like they're, those are like the only Same big audience. horror movies coming Same out. Same audience. Yeah, you're and probably right. And then Candyman right. came out first, so if you're not first, you're last. And, and if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> and Candyman You could still... be third, you could be fourth. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ricky Bobby over here. Um, and Candyman, speaking of, made $4.8 million last weekend, so that's still doing pretty well. Great and legs. Yeah, so pretty solid box office last week, which is still heading into October, which is going to be an insane month of movies, so... We're, I think there's pre- the box office is getting up. prepped. It's, it's getting, scaring up. People are getting their coats on. It's getting cooler out. It's a little gonna, foreplay right now. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're getting teased for all these great films coming out in October. Um, I think the first bit, uh, piece of news we want to talk about is Norm MacDonald passed away at 61 to cancer. No one knew he had cancer. He kept it under the radar, kept it to himself. Yeah, he has a, he's had his own podcast, for, yeah. and he was just filming like the other day. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate because I think Norm MacDonald is a comedic genius. His style isn't for everybody. He kind of comes across as like way too sarcastic and dry, but also sometimes like kind of a doofus with his humor. But he's really a, a high IQ guy. And I think he was on the spectrum in some, I think, autistic at, to some level. Oh, really? I didn't know that. He definitely has a unique brand of humor. It was perfectly suited to the 80s and 90s for sure. Uh, I think that he was one of the best. Uh, he was great as Weekend Update. I think he's one of the best Weekend Update anchors SNL has, has had. And his you know, film career, he had some good movies, but he wasn't really that big of a star outside of SNL. But I think his stand-up is really sensational, really you know, vulgar. He doesn't give an F of what you think about him, which I think is a great attitude for comedians to take. Yeah, it's it's too bad. He he was a legend, and yeah, he did offend a lot of people. But I like when he used to be Conan's couch guy. Yeah. Oh my God, he was hysterical. So funny. And yeah, it's it's just unfortunate. One of the best of SNL of all time. And then our next big big piece of news is Christopher Nolan, which I'm sure you all heard. He left Warner Brothers and signed with Universal to produce and distribute his next film, which will be that World War II film about uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, who uh, was the director and physicist of the atomic bomb. 
And Nolan has demands. His demands are total creative control, a $100 million budget, a $100 million marketing budget, at least 100 days in theaters. He receives 20% of the first dollar gross, so that's the the theatrical run. And then studio can't release another film three weeks before or after his film. So that means that Universal can't release a new film within a month or after of this film. I think this is awesome news. A lot of people might make it seem like he's being selfish and everything. But again, this is where the rare situation... An artist has control over their property, over their over their project. You know, these studios they make billions and billions of dollars, specifically off Christopher Nolan's movies and his ideas and his productions, which is fine. They all they all get paid really well. I mean, Nolan makes gets a lot of fucking yeah. Lot he's of, been getting twenty percent for the last five years or so. But now in this new world of streaming post COVID and during COVID, where studios are getting more control over property and films. It's amazing to see a director get control over his property and his project. And I think it's just tremendous. It's also so beneficial for movie theaters to have a long run film in theaters like there used to be. I know I also think that like a lot we we posted some clips and photos about these these stories with Nolan and there I was surprised about the ne- amount of negative backlash people had to him taking the side of the studio and not the side of the artist where uh, it's be- it, it's become a rarity for an artist like you said to have control over their project anymore only filmmakers like you know like pta tarantino like filmmakers like that have really you know director's cut final say like guillermo del toro like it's it's very rare to not have a movie that come out that isn't overrun and overseen by you know a corporation especially nowadays and that's also affecting the quality of films recently but i think i was surprised about the amount of backlash towards nolan for this because he's earned it he's earned every right to get what he wants and to demand what he wants because Every one of his movies is a hit. They all make a ton of money. They all reach a huge audience. They're all critically acclaimed. And Warner Brothers has benefited greatly from having Christopher Nolan as their basic basic crown jewel. The new Stanley Kubrick, their new Christopher uh, Clint Eastwood, um, because both those filmmakers always were um, working with Warner Brothers for their movies. So um, he, Chris Nolan, should get whatever he wants. Taking a huge L, Warner Brothers. Yeah. First, they abandoned Zack Snyder and his his future for the Justice League and the DC Universe, and then they they abandoned Christopher Nolan at the altar. Well, Man. first, and then they fire Henry Cavill on his birthday. Yeah, on his birthday, they Henry, you're not you're not Superman anymore. Also, you're gonna find out on Twitter. Yeah, not from us, not even an email. It's our crazy. best, our best Superman. I don't know what's going on at at Warner Brothers, but man, they they are just taking a bunch of L's everywhere, all over the place. Anyways, let's move on to. <laughs> The first trailer for Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, which stars Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett. And it looks fantastic. I love the aesthetic. It's so fantastical, but also horror at the same time. Bradley Cooper, I've never really seen him in a movie like this before with the, the aesthetic of the horror elements and the just the color schemes and everything like that. It looks so fun. Yeah, and Guillermo's ideas and thematic um, storytelling devices and his themes, they work best with period pieces like we saw with Shape of Water. Pan's Labyrinth, I would say, is his best film. And, you know, I love the Hellboy movies, and I, I love a couple other movies that he made that are contemporary. But when he works with with a period piece, it just suits his storytelling so much. And this looks incredible. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, the, the cast is stacked. We also have Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Was it Rooney Mara? Rooney Mara, Richard Jenkins. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Like, yeah. it looks like a lot of fun. And I'm really curious to see what, like, the monster element is, what it's going to be like. And obviously, it ends with blood stains all over Bradley Cooper's hands and Putting it all over the walls. We'll see what's going to happen. It's going to be cool. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it. Next up, we have news that... So the twin sequel is officially in pre-production. Let's go. With 
with uh, Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, and they've added Tracy Morgan as the long-lost triplet. So Eddie Murphy was originally going to be the triplet, and they were in development. Like, he helped with a script last year, but his movie that came out on Amazon, um, Coming to America, was so popular that Eddie Murphy's film career has just ignited again. He's doing a lot of work, so I don't think they could get him for the film. He probably wants to do leading roles now yeah. again. But um, but it, this, I mean, I think this is going to be, Tracy's so funny. Yeah. He's great. He's hysterical. And Ivan Reitman is is directing, and he made the original. I can't wait to see it, because the first one's so fun, and the concept's yeah. ridiculous, and then just throwing Tracy Morgan into the mix, it's going to be a blast. It's, it's be been, fun. what, like 35 years since? That was in, I think that was in the late, late 80s, 80s yeah. or early 90s. That was like before Junior and... Junior. It was before, yeah, it was right before, before Junior. Before Total Recall. Like, I think it might have been like... 90, 91-ish. It was before he was like, he was a star, but like it was like right after Terminator, I feel like. No, it was after Terminator 2. Yeah, so after, He was a big star. Okay, was he? Yeah, he was making 20 million movies I guess he just then. seemed, he looks so young in, in the original Twins movie. Yeah. But I mean, it's Arnold. Yeah. That tan, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seinfeld is coming to Netflix this year, I believe, and we saw for a trailer. For two years. For two years, yeah. and uh, it, we saw a trailer for it that Netflix put out, and it's they lost The Office, but they gained another classic. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I think that a lot of people who never heard of Seinfeld might now watch it. So a lot of young people, a lot of Gen Zers, a lot of young millennials who never took the dive into the entire series, which is one of the best of all time, might finally learn about it. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> it's great. The characters are phenomenal. It's so funny. And Netflix, I mean, Netflix, I think, paid $200 million for it. They need to for a couple of years. Losing The Office, I'm sure their streaming numbers Losing dropped. everything. Yeah. They're losing everything. But dude, specifically The Office, that was their yeah. number one property. Mm -hmm. That was their diamond. Peacock was like we're taking it back we need it back yeah. that's our baby that's ours <laughs> we, need, we need michael scott back <laughs> and then uh, uh there's a new remake in the works uh, at warner brothers of the lost boys yay yeah i can't wait we love the lost boys yeah. but and this is gonna star noah jupe and he, you've seen him in um stranger Ford vs. ferrari stranger things too oh no no, no. Ford right. vs. ferrari oh, i was thinking it was the other kid from stranger things Never mind. They're different people. <laughs> they look very but, No, but Jaden Martell is in in Stranger Things. That's who I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, Jaden yeah. Martell. And I, I mean, I don't. I, they don't seem like who's gonna play the vampire. Keith Sutherland's character. They seem too young. They seem way too young. That's the thing. Like that's what my problem with the Ghostbusters movie is. It's like they seem they're just kids. Well, it's streaming. They're hitting the young audience. Yeah. That's the way it is now. But like Lost Boys, it's supposed to be dark and, and bloody. You know. Yeah, it is a dark movie. Maybe yeah. they're trying to make it seem more like like a Goonies vampires version. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do the remake of Lost Boys, give me rated R and some older actors. Yeah, it'd be a lot more fun. I just think yeah, I think these these guys they're good talented guys, but I think they're very young for this movie. And it's gonna be modern. So it won't be like the 80s style, which is, I loved about that one. The, yeah. the aesthetic of just the 80s with vampires is so fun. Yeah, because what was the lead actor was like Patrick, um, what's his name? Patrick Stewart or something? Can't remember. Something Stewart, yeah. I, I love the Lost Boys and yeah. we love vampires, but this is probably going to be an L. But yeah, Another Keith, L at War Brothers. Yeah, Kiefer made Lost Boys. That's, that's a classic. Yeah. I love that one. But uh, I think this is really cool news up next is uh, Robert Rodriguez is in pre-production of a new action thriller called Hypnotic and it's going to star Ben Affleck. And Affleck's going to play a detective who investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter and a secret government program. And I love Robert Rodriguez, and I, him and Ben Affleck would be great together. And maybe it will have some um, uh, Hispanic elements to it because Ben is fluent in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So that will be cool to see. Yeah, and it seems like there will be like a little bit of sci-fi going on with the uh, – 
the secret government program. Maybe we'll have like another like eleven movie <laughs> from Stranger Things. I hope not. We'll see. I don't want to see any more powers. And then we have uh, Megan Fox and Tyson Ritter are going to star in a Bonnie and Clyde reimagining called Johnny and Clyde. So actually, there was a Johnny and Clyde made like twenty years ago, but it's about a boy and a dog, and they're like it's like the play on that of them being best buds doing stuff. And robbing banks, not robbing <laughs> Air banks, Bud style. But this is gonna be Johnny and Clyde. But Megan Fox is gonna be i think the manager of the bank that they rob or something like that and so i think johnny and clyde will be an inside I think job it's gonna be two guys that play the characters so i think that's what they mean by a reimagining so rather than a male and female couple it looks like it's gonna be a male and male couple is that where the unique spin comes out probably yeah <laughs> it's in the description i mean i guess they get a, if you're gonna do another 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 remake you gotta spin it up a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know we'll see I mean, I like Megan Fox. Like, I, I like Jennifer's body, and I'm glad she's back in horror. But we'll see. I'm sure. I'll wait till the trailer comes out. Yeah, wait till the trailer. Wait till trailer. And Dan Levy will star in a new rom-com for Netflix, which he is directing as part of an overall deal, a first-look deal he signed with Netflix. And um, So it, in Dan's great in Shit's Creek. It's a super funny show. He's a talented guy, and he's hilarious. So I'm sure he's going to have a... a Great body of work in Netflix over the next five years. Yeah, so if he's doing that deal, I'm sure he'll have some other stuff going on. And mm. he's super hysterical. That guy, yeah. is, that show is so funny. Yeah, David. No, David. It was David. <laughs> uh, so there's a video released of Daniel Craig giving an emotional speech after rapping "No Time to Die." I think this was just something that was filmed a, f- a few months ago. And so it's going to be part of an Apple TV documentary called "Being James Bond," which will follow James. Daniel Craig's run as James Bond, as well as like behind the scenes, on the scenes, the controversy surrounding him and the character, because he's been outspoken about some parts of the the films that he's made. And I, I mean, I agree that not every Bond movie he's been in has been well directed or well made. I mean, Quantum of Solace, I'm looking right at you. Inspector wasn't fantastic either. <laughs> so I think that it's going to be a great, great documentary to check out. But also, the speech is very emotional because he, you know, he talks about how he loved every second of working on it. And he did five movies, and a lot of the cast and crew are the same people. So he worked with those people every day for for a long time. Yeah, and they they film in the same studio at um in in the UK. And the thing, the controversy, I think the biggest controversy was his initial casting. You know, it was a lot of backlash to him. And then also with Quantum, it was made during the writer strike. And what happened was they got uh the writer strike was literally happening, and then they received only a first draft script from the writer. And then the writer literally, what happened was he dropped off the script in the office and then he went outside and started picketing with the other protesters. That's crazy. And then, so the filmmakers weren't allowed to hire anyone else to help rewrite the script. And first drafts are never very good. So they were working with like a skeleton of a story. So that's why Quantum was a disappointment. All right, well, explain Spectre then. Spectre, I think that they went a little too close to the campiness of the original James Bond movies, um, especially with... Christoph Waltz's character, and I think the mistake was tying them all together as this one organization of one man who was puppeteering all the other Daniel Craig movies, and I think that was the mistake of that movie for and sure. And just a wasted villain in general, because yeah. Christoph Waltz is such a great actor, and then you're like, oh, we'll make him a James Bond villain, but like he's like my least favorite James Bond villain of this new era. Yeah, that, I liked how they weren't tying them together, and then when Christoph was like, I was behind the scenes the whole time. I was like, oh, man, come, come on. on. Because it starts good. Like, yeah. the, the great opening, the one take, and then, like, yeah. the mystery, like, kind of uh, eyes wide shut elements to the whole thing, and then it's just mm. downhill from there. Yeah. All 
All right, moving on to a trailer for a film called The Humans. It's a new A24 family drama starring Richard Jenkins and Steven Yeun. And also Amy Schumer was in it, and then Beanie Feldstein, Feldstein was in it. So the cast is exceptional, and it looks it looks pretty good. I'm, I kind of want to see a couple more trailers and a couple of clips. It seems like, like a dramatic kind of like... Something different from A24. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's not like the typical weird sci-fi horror elements that they always... Not that they always do that. I was expecting a horror element. Yeah, me too. And I was like... I was like waiting for it, but family drama. There, like, it's gonna be a family drama. Yeah, and but I mean, I, if you have a, a dramatic family and there's always issues, I think we all can relate to this kind of film. Yeah, and then David S. Goyer um, gave us an update. He's actually, I didn't know this. He's actually filming a, a new Hellraiser movie, and he's saying that it's amazing, jaw dropping, and terrifying. Um, and so I'm curious to see. Uh, Hellraiser was always I looked at it as one of the ter- most terrifying villains ever when i was a kid i, I was mean just the image of just it. walking through blockbuster and seeing it, the vhs or dvd cover of the hellraiser terrified me as a kid <laughs> so it definitely has a lot of potential to be probably the scariest thing in a while so we'll look forward to the trailer once they release that yeah and uh, he's not directing so i think he's writing and producing okay. and so he helped obviously nolan write batman begins and start that story off so he's and he directed the blade trinity so but that's like the last major film i think he's directed that was good he's done a couple others but i think that he's a good writer and so i'm, I'm curious definitely want to see some trailers for this and, and see before i check it out for sure i'm sure it's cool i love modern horror like they're killing it almost every every studio's killing modern horror literally then we have a trailer for uh vhs 94 which is a uh, another film in that found footage anthology of terror <laughs> And it looks pretty interesting. I thought the first VHS was really cool. Like yeah, the idea, even the second one was good. Like the segments of like the found footage of all these horror stories that went on. It's kind of it's kind of cool. It, it's got the '94 aesthetic, so like the VHS camera and, and that style. Like basically, like when you put the the retro filter on your Instagram videos or something yeah. like that. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, the irony. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, we we always enjoyed the VHS uh, film, so I'm definitely gonna check this out. It looks cool. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's been a while since the last one. What was it like almost 10 years? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Those were big in the mid 2000s. So. Someone's going to be like in 2014, there was VHS three. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get me. All right. Then we also got the first images of Kevin Hart's new Netflix TV drama, which also co-stars Wesley Snipes. And this is called true Lo- true story. And it's based loosely off Kevin Hart's life. And it's, it's an interesting premise. So it's about Kevin Hart. He's a famous comedian, huge star, globally famous. He returns to his origins in Philadelphia to kick off his stand-up tour and visit his wayward older brother, played by Snipes. And it's about them spending an evening trying to put his reputation back together because of a past event or night. So I think it's just going to be a combination of, of Kevin Hart's experiences with being a star and then also the controversy that's surrounded him over the last several years. Like there have been a few instances where people, you could say, try to cancel Kevin Hart. Yeah, definitely. And I can't wait to see him and Wesley Snipes together. And it definitely looks like it's going to be pretty dramatic, but also I'm sure there's going to be great comedy to it. And Kevin Hart proved with um, the remake of The Untouchables that The Untouchables that they he came out with Brian Cranston a few years ago. He yeah. can pull off drama. And so I can't wait to see them together. Yeah. It's going to be a great pair. Plus, he has that other Netflix film coming out where it's about him being a father. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. looks really interesting, too. Yeah. And then the Amazon Prime has made a new I Know What You Did Last Summer TV series, and they released the trailer, and it looks 
like straight trash. It looks it looks horrible. It looks like they shot it like two weeks. It looks like it's the whole movie. The whole trailer is just a house party with people making out. What's up with these crazy house parties in these movies? Yeah, and like with these, the insane lighting. It's it's so unrealistic. It's even more unrealistic than it used to be. Super bad is probably the most realistic house party I've ever seen in a movie. Where yeah. it's the one that they get the uh, the beer in the Tide containers. Like, yeah, that's like a house party. But that's an adult house party. Yeah. I would say. Um, Even Homecoming has yeah. that ridiculous house party. Lady Bird has an accurate house party. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And then yeah. also Place Beyond the Pines, very realistic house mm -hmm. party. Yeah. But this looks like the, there's neon lighting everywhere, and this like what is going $10 on? Ten million dollar house. Yeah, like this is not how kids party. You know, it's just like it, it, someone's house, and the parents aren't there, and they're just all drinking in the kitchen. Like that's it. I like the original, but this remake looks like. A huge L. Yeah, and then turning it into a TV series. Oh, man, I'm very much... Un I'm not going to watch this. I'm <sighs> being honest. I'm not going to watch this. Um, Mahershala Ali was just cast to star on Netflix's Leave the World Behind opposite Julia Roberts. This is an adaptation of a novel of the same name. It's got the Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail uh, uh, creating it, so it should be a cool movie. He's going to have a huge 2022 because I think that's when... Blade's gonna yeah. start filming and hopefully be released at the end of next year. You got two heavyweight actors together. This I can't wait to see them on screen together. I mean, Mahershala has two Oscars. Julia's got one, right? Yeah. So fuck, the talent behind this movie is gonna be insane. Yeah, they're excellent. So I can't wait to see their chemistry on screen. And I I, I believe Julia's also filming another movie with Denzel Washington since they they were oh, in yeah. the Pelican Brief nice. together. They so, return together. Yeah, I can't they, I I can't remember what it's called, but they're in pre production right now. Sweet. Yeah, and they're actually like best buds, her and Denzel. Yeah, I bet. And then one last bit of news. So Netflix re revealed the trailer for Tudum, or is it Tudum? I think it's Tudum, actually. It's Tudum. Now that I say it. I say Tudum. I think it's like Tudum, right? Tudum. Isn't that Tudum? Ta-da, ta-da. <laughs> I don't know. The streaming giants, it's a massive fan event, so it'll be, it's basically like a trailer for all their properties, which is such a good idea because you, ha you work with all these mega huge stars. Why don't have them all in a trailer to advertise upcoming projects for that's coming out in 2022 and so the, the oh be like interviews with the actors yeah kind yeah. of like a like a live stream event yeah. sort of but it's going to be high quality obviously obviously i it's hope it's high quality it's it, the stills <laughs> i do not want mediocre quality <laughs> you don't want zoom <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we'll see but i mean like halle berry i gotta look at high quality Millie thing, bobby brown zazie beats john cho idris elba kevin hart Kem chris hemsworth like dwayne johnson absent like the people who are going to be in this it's insane charlie's theron it's okay it's, it's an okay Zack snyder so it's going to be a bunch of huge stars promoting everything that's coming out next year. Looking forward Which to it. Which is smart. Yeah. I think it's the first... Got to entice people. First SVOD company to do that. They lost half a million subscribers, so they got to get them back. Even though they have 200 and what, 17. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to lose anyone at all. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't like to lose subscribers at all either. Unsubscribe! Unsubscribe! <laughs> Guys, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, go ahead and, and follow us and subscribe to our channel and like our videos. It helps us out so much. The algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and, anyway. com and comment. Yeah, yeah comment. that helps us out big time. In likes. Yeah, anyways. That we're going to have a, a special high-quality fan of it for yeah, you, Yeah, we're going to have a fan of it as well. <laughs> just every Monday and Thursday. Dwayne Johnson didn't return my call, yeah. though, so he won't be there. But we might get Henry Cavill. I, I sent him a DM. He left me on scene. <laughs> I've been on scene for about three weeks now. <laughs> what did you send him? A selfie? I said, I, I wore a Superman suit, and I was like, hey, man, come on the show. <laughs> we have a high-quality event. <laughs> I'll be your new Army Hammer. <laughs> All right, anyways, that wraps Movie News 16. Thanks so much for tuning in. We have some great episodes coming for you on Monday and Thursday, so stay tuned. Also, yesterday was Batman Day, so let us know in YouTube, Instagram, wherever, what your favorite Batman is, who your favorite character was Christian to Bale. be the Crusader. I love Christian, too. I'm pretty excited to see our pets. I also love Ben. They're all great, except for Clooney. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> see you all later. Bye.
Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.